421 on the DWS News Hour. I'm Scott Beatty, and on this Tuesday, our first Tuesday News Hour of the new year, we're joined by Julie Pride for the latest of what's going on coronavirus wise. She joins us on the line. Good afternoon, Julie. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing fine, and it, it's been a little while since actually you and I have spoken here on the program. And in some ways, it feels like there must be a lot of catching up to do. In other ways, it feels like we're still in the uh, same pattern for right now, despite the dissemination a bit of of the vaccine. How are you looking at our situation right now? Well, you know, I've been looking, ever since the vaccine came out, I've been looking at that as kind of the turning point. And even though it starts out slow, you know, it's kind of, it came out at the same time as, uh, you know, we had the, winter solstice so i said every day from now on it gets lighter hmm. every single day both literally and figuratively so that's kind of how i'm looking at it you know we expected the a holiday bump we're starting to see that um hopefully it won't be you know too bad too bad in other parts of the country but our county did an amazing job at thanksgiving so i'm hoping that that holds out to christmas but right now we have about we have 659 active cases so those are people in isolation um, 1,051 in quarantine. And then right now, what's kind of a little bit concerning um, is that we have 19 hospitalized from our county, and that went up 10 from yesterday. And we have had um, 90 deaths associated with COVID, as you know. So, um, you know, we are we were doing, I thought we were doing pretty well with the positivity rate. We got it down, and our region was actually getting it down as well, at least most parts of it. And now that's creeping back up. But again, I, I hope that this is just, you know, the temporary um, holiday bump and that we will get through that. But what's concerning, of course, is you see the cases first and then a few weeks later, you see the couple weeks later, you see the hospitalizations and then the deaths follow that. Those are what are called lagging indicators. So you don't see that right off the bat. But, um, you know, for the most part, our community is just doing an absolutely amazing job when I talk to people about our community from other places they they just can't believe how well we work together so i'm very grateful to live in this community julie pride is with us and from the cu public health district and i think the two big questions on people's minds even with you know what we're already learning about is when will things start to loosen up a little bit and when will we get Mm -hmm. some freedoms and when might i get a vaccine if i want it and and uh I know that generally has a vague answer, but do you have any more clarity on either of those things? Well, I do. I mean, as, as far as opening up, of course, the you know I think that the metrics were going in the right direction. We didn't we didn't have it um, really high before we went into Christmas, so that's that's a good that's a good thing. You know, I look for the, our um, numbers to to start decreasing here again, hopefully after a couple of weeks. And so, you know, if that maintains, then our region should definitely be able to um, open things back up more. Um, as far as, of course, uh, you know, the surrounding counties really impact our um, hospitalization rates and ICU. So that, that's something, you know, we need to see the other counties around us doing their part as well. And I know that a lot of them have, and we're, we're starting to see that. As far as vaccinations go, where we are right now is we're vaccinating in what we call, you know, we have, of course, we're public health, so we have like little phases and things for everything, but right now we're in 1A. So um, we 
are not in charge of vaccinating long-term care, but obviously they were right at the top of the list. Um, the federal government has has um, contracted with to do that, so they're in there now working through all of the long-term care facilities. And then the other part of 1A, which we're getting close to being done with, that is all the hospital setting staff, the nurses, the physicians, the you know, uh, the x-ray technicians, phlebotomists, laundry staff, security, everybody, um, clergy, pastoral chaplains, and then non-hospital health care. Um, so that's a, a lot of other health care um, people, but they're not based in the hospital. So your clinic staff and all the other allied professions. And now once we get past that, we are going to work through um, the staff who are in the congregate care, the nursing assistants, and hospice, palliative care. And then as soon as we're all done with that, and we hope to be done with that by the end of the week, then we will start on what's called phase B. So that is going to be um, essential frontline workers. So that's going to be first responders, um, law enforcement, and firefighters, for example, corrections officers, food and agriculture workers, Postal service workers, manufacturing, grocery store, um, public transit, education, and that includes everybody in education, and then daycare workers. So that is, and then. You didn't mention that, radio hosts, know. but that's okay. Well, well you're get, you're, you'll be coming up there. If you're <laughs> 75 and up, you will also be in phase 1B. So that's, so it's really, um, you know, that's a lot of people to do in 1B, but. We will just continue working with our community partners, which is Carl and OSF and Promise and, and Christy and McKinley and all of our, you know, all of our wonderful partners. We're going to continue working through the, this list, um, but there's nothing to sign up for. When there is, uh, that will be put out everywhere, so people will know to be able to go and sign up. And there, there will be a way to do it online or through a phone call. So. We're going to make that as accessible as, as possible to everyone and has get the, the information out as widely as possible. Has the long-term timeline shifted one way or another from, you know, before the new year and what we knew then? Uh, well, I had ho certainly hoped that we would start seeing more regular uh, vaccine shipments. We're, we are seeing regular ones, but I, what I would like to know ahead of time is, like, how much will we be getting and when will be, we be getting it? That would help us with planning, but, you know, as long as it keeps steadily coming in, we'll just keep working through the groups and, and vaccinating every day until we, you know, until everyone that wants this vaccine has been vaccinated. From the time an individual vaccine arrives here in Champaign County, how long until it's put into somebody? Oh, very quickly. I can't give you an exact time, but very quickly. Um, we, you know, we have some, we have some, we give it to our community partners and they're getting their being through there as well, so um, it gets in there really quickly. Very good. Julie Pride uh, with us here from the CU Public Health District. One more, just anecdotally, I've you know heard from one or two people that have had the vaccine now that work in healthcare. They said it was fine. I felt tired for a day, and who knows if that was from the vaccine or not. Have you heard any uh, things similar or worse or easier than than that kind of story? Well. Well, the people that know, I haven't heard anything worse, luckily. The, what, the only thing that I've heard, um, you know, is, is sore arm. And I've known quite a few people who have gotten it, and that's pretty much what they report, you know, sore arm, but not as, and I've been told it's as sore as a flu shot, but not as sore as a tetanus shot. So for those of you who are up on your vaccinations, I guess you can 
put it in there somehow. But uh, it's, um, you know, we have not really had any, um, we haven't heard of any issues. So that is good. All right. Julie Pride from the CU Public Health District. I think we've covered the waterfront. Anything else we need to know right now? Uh, no, just, you know, hang in there and look at our website, and we will try to keep it up as, you know, we're, we're keeping it up every day. And I can tell you right now, let me just tell you, um, that as of this morning, so basically as of yesterday, we had vaccinated in our community 6,011 people. Is so that- that's about 3.5% of the eligible um, people that are old enough to get the vaccine, meaning 16 and up. Oh, wow. That seems like a good number. I know we'd love it to be much higher much sooner, but uh, that still feels like we've taken a chunk yeah, out of this now. For, yeah, and we do look for it to, and again, it's done by priority. So you get those who are like most at risk and get them vaccinated first and then, you know, work down the list. And, um, yeah, I think the the good thing is, is while the vaccine is being now, we knew that in phase 1A and 1B it would be slower but it's going to pick up drastically um, uh, to the anticipation anyway at, as soon as probably another month the vaccine should really get going. Um, there, uh, there have been some logistics uh, issues at the, at the federal level. I'm not really sure what those are, but, you know, there can be all the vaccine in the world, but until we have it in our community and have it in people's arms, it, it doesn't do anyone any good. Julie Pride, appreciate you uh, always working hard to keep everyone informed, and we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Stay safe. Likewise. That's Julie Pride from the CU Public Health District 431, bottom of the hour news in just a moment.